When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Tuesday, and I'm here with Joy Behar. This is Behind the Table. Hello, Joy. It is a Tuesday, and I'm here with Joy Behar. Not our normal day, but I'm, I'm happy to have you any day of the week. How are you? Well, I didn't sleep too well, so I'm a little drowsy. No, I'm sorry. What's going on? Nothing. How do you go to, like, do you have trouble sleeping in general? I have no, trouble I wake sleeping. up. I woke up at two in the morning and I was wide awake. I, I got woken up by my dog at like four in the morning and then she stole yeah. a sock, ran down the stairs. I had to go chase her and then coming back up, I stubbed my toe and couldn't go back to sleep <gasps> the whole night. So you didn't sleep either? No, no. I find it very hard to function the next day. You know what I found works for me? They have these, uh, these things called sleep casts. It's on like the, the meditation apps all have them. Yeah. And it's, it's a nonlinear story. That kind of tells oh, something you something. that bores you to death? I, I'm I know people who could do that. I don't need an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send it to you. It's, it's All right. mir- miraculous. All I don't right. know what about it works, but right. it works for me. All right, but you, you were wide awake on the show. We had a good conversation, and we started the show talking about Chris Christie. Is it safe to say that The View's love affair with Chris Christie was short-lived and is now over? I, I feel like— Because he said that about Biden? Yeah. That Biden shouldn't run? Yeah. He's on the show Thursday. I'm excited to have him back. Um no, I think it's fine. It's America. He can say what he wants. Sure. I mean, I have grown to like him yes. more since he turned on Trump. Yes. Because even though Republicans in general do not follow policies that I agree with, uh, this is the first time in, in my lifetime that we've had a sociopath and a psychopath in, in the running. I think you've become more open to your Republican brethren in, in that as long as they don't support Trump in recent— Well, the never-Trumpers, are my, they do yeah. a better job than the Democrats. Yeah, but Nikki Haley, you don't hate— No, I don't Christie, hate, you don't I don't hate. hate any of them. Yeah. I don't even hate Donald Trump. I just don't want him in that position. No, I understand. I understand. But I'm just no. saying, I think you've become open-minded. It's interesting. I, I enjoy I've it. I've always been. I had to deal with Elizabeth Hasselbeck over the years. That's and true. And I have Alyssa, who I like very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, people who are Republicans are, are they're normal. Usually it's about their taxes. <laughs> you know, I, the Republicans that I know are not about more fiscal Republicans yeah. rather than social Republicans. That's true. That's true. I have a lot of friends yeah. that are Republicans. And, so, and I, mean, I understand that. I don't want to family. pay a lot of taxes either, but there are other things to consider. Right. No, that's true. That's true. And we're in a position now where the taxes are almost irrelevant to what we could possibly get in this country. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're predicting a total collapse of the of democracy if he gets in. Well, let's talk about what he said today, because that is obviously a... a kind of nightmare scenario. But he was saying that Democrats need to drop Biden. It's um, not going to happen. So stop dreaming, Chris. What do you want to ask him about this week? I'm going to say, who would you put in this place? Right. Number one. All right. But he, what if he says Gavin Newsom? What if he says, you know, Fine, I'll he, vote for Gavin Newsom if right. he wants to do it. I'll vote for John Tester, who I like. Mm-hmm. I'll vote for any Democrat, pretty much. Right. So but but again, it's, I'll vote for any Democrat or Republican right. against Trump. Do you agree that <laughs> Biden is weaker against Trump than other people might be? 
No, I think uh, the other way is the way. It, the opposite of what Christie said has been the conventional wisdom up until that moment, mm -hmm. that the only person who can beat Trump is Biden. They've been saying that for months. Mm -hmm. Now he's saying that anybody else could beat him but, but Trump, but uh, Biden. I don't know what he's talking about. All right, well, we'll find out more on Thursday, but I'm excited to have him I, back. I, I like having him here. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, all right. On Friday's show, which I really enjoyed, we talked about Larry David and Elmo's viral moment on the show. And you enjoyed that hot topic. Um, I heard back up from Larry. You did hear back from Larry. Yeah. I did not know this. Tell me what he said. Well, first, if, it was really through Susie. I, so Susie mm -hmm. saw him the Susie other night. Susie Esmond. Susie Esmond, who plays Susie Green, the fabulous character, foul mouth character on that show, who mm -hmm. just kicks their butt every week. <laughs> um, I said to her, she said to me, Larry said, thank you, just to show that comedians stick together. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad Larry saw the show and en enjoyed the conversation. I don't know if he saw the show. It might have gotten back to The him. clip kind of went viral, so I'm sure he saw some version of it. You called your fellow co-host the comedy removal service, which is one of your favorite lines. <laughs> I did. Because they were on Team Elmo. Well, because they were so, uh, you know, uh, judgmental against Larry, who was basically hitting a piece of felt. <laughs> This, beloved. this what do they call this? There's a word for giving um, anthropomorph human anthropomorphism, yeah. mm -hmm. giving uh, human qualities to puppets mm -hmm. and animals. It, it doesn't. It's not legit. Okay, puppets and animals. However, Bernie is your child. Yes, your dog. Well, Bernie has feelings. He yes. has nerve endings. Right. I wouldn't even put a lobster in that boiling water. Yeah. You know, because they feel something, but a puppet does not. Sure. I don't know how much longer <laughs> I can say this, and I understand that with children. They think of Elmo as maybe real. Again, it was done on the Today Show. Children are not watching the Today Show. Arguable. I'm not even watching the Today Show. No, so you're watching on. Good Morning America with uh, a good ABC employee. And so they think that children are watching this. He didn't do it on Sesame Street. He did it on the Today Show. Get sure. over it. All right. Well, listen, uh, this has ended up being the hottest, most controversial take in the history of Joy Behar, which I enjoy. Really? But, uh, I, people are up in arms either way, but oh, it's been please. good. Um, yesterday on the show... Uh, you weren't here, but we talked about the Grammy Awards. I don't know if you saw them at all. They no. were pretty great. I heard about them. Um, one of the things that happened is Jay-Z kind of stood up for Beyonce, his wife at the Grammys. He he kind of made a big statement. Is that the kind of thing that Steve does for you or that you would expect Steve These to do what, for you? talented people problems? Yes, talented people problems. <laughs> he was upset that, that despite winning 32-some-odd Grammys, Beyonce had never been given Album of the Year. Oh, my God. Uh, but would Steve do this for you? Would he stand up? And... Steve is my is a fan. He is a fan and, and does stand up for you. All the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you like that? Is that an attractive quality? It's better than the opposite. Sure. No, I mean... Somebody's saying, yeah, she yeah. is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what my wife does. She didn't deserve that. <laughs> no, we stick up for each other. That's good. It's not that interesting. So I might as well move on because I right. have nothing negative to say about my husband. <laughs> On the podcast yesterday, Sonny said that talking about her kids got her in trouble with them a few times and mentioned you as kind of the goal, the paragon, because you've never really talked about your daughter on the show in 25 years in, in any real way, because she let you know early on that she didn't like that. Well, I quote her yes. once in a while because she'll she's very, very um, uh, smart girl. And she says things like when she had her baby, she said, you give up your life so that they may live. Yes, that's a good that's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good life. You know, uh, but um, I don't, she doesn't really like it. Like right. She told me when I was doing stand-up, leave me out of it. You know, a lot of comics, all they do is talk about their kids. Like, uh, uh, who's that? Uh, Robin Williams, I think, mm -hmm. did a lot of that and others. Yeah. But if you, only if you have permission, which I didn't get. I right. respect her. I mean, does that ever, do you ever feel handcuffed by that? Do you ever feel like there's great no. stories you could tell, but you have to respect their privacy? No. 
What do you recommend for Sunny? Because she's trying hard. I mean, Sunny spends a lot of time talking about her kids. Well, Sunny needs to stop <laughs> doing that. She needs to stop doing that. First of all, they don't like it. Right. And and she needs to get back on herself. But on a show like The View, where you have to have this transparency and talking about your life all the time, yeah. and she's still in the middle of, of raising children, even though they're getting older. Well, you're talking about off camera or on, on camera? On camera. Oh, on camera. Um, oh, off camera, she talks about her kids too much yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> off camera and on camera. She loves to talk about her children. Yes, that's true. That's all right. But um, her kids are her kids are superstar. They really right? are. Yeah. You know, so she's very proud of her children. And yeah. I'm proud of my children, too. Right. I tell them. I don't need to tell the world. <laughs> I understand. You feel this way about social media, too, as yeah. you've let me know. There's too much. There's too much. You don't need to see your kids every day. Much. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm basically a private person. Yes. I don't need... But you don't want to see other people's stuff either, really. Well, you get bored well, by it. it. Depends. Okay. Depends. <laughs> There's no one way to look at anything, Brian. All right. I'm sorry. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. The first ever criminal trial of a former president is underway in Manhattan. It's one of potentially four trials facing former President Trump as he makes his third bid for the White House. What do voters think about his culpability, and would a guilty verdict make a difference in the election? I'm Galen Druk, and every Monday and Thursday on the 538 Politics podcast, we break down the latest news from the campaign trail. We sort through the noise and zoom in on what really matters using data and research as we go. That's 538 Politics every Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. So we had a, a viewer call for you. This oh. is uh, Brandon. Let's take a listen. My question is for Joy. What's the one interview on the view that you wish you could do over again and why? Thank you. If you could do one interview over again in your 26 something years here on the view, which would it be? Can I throw a couple out to you? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So Barack Obama, that was a, a landmark view. I could, I love him so much. He could come on anytime and I'd love to talk to him. Is there anything you'd want to ask him now? Yeah, I'd like to ask him a lot of things about about what's going on in the country and what, what can be done. Yeah, I'd love to hear him. Um, all right, let's look. How about uh, we had former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich. This is another uh, oh, iconic, Blagojevich. A, iconic Joy Behar moment. You famously ruffled his hair and told him to say, I am not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, what do you remember about that? Oh, it was a funny moment. Yeah. He laughed about it. He did, he did. Yeah, I mean, 
I noticed that, uh, that Nikki Haley went on Saturday Night Live this week. That's yes. a smart move. Always laugh at your foibles. Yeah, I think and so, And no too. one will go after you for that. You I know? think so, too. You go back to, like, Nixon on laughing. I mean, like, it's it's kind of a long history. Soccer to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So nothing to change there. The infamous Bill O'Reilly walk-off. This is probably the number one, uh, number two view history moment. What was number one? The split screen. Oh, the split screen. <laughs> yeah. Walking off of Bill O'Reilly gave me pleasure <laughs> because I think that he is a dangerous person. I've Have you ever seen that video of him yelling, I thought, we'll go live, we'll go live. I, I, that's a meme that I use all the time. Oh, my God. He's, he says. The anger uh, level. Yeah, yes. The anger. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. I'm, I'm censoring myself there, but yeah. You know, and I just think that he's more destructive than constructive. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't feel like debating him at all because I, I don't really want to debate people who have uh, no chance of seeing my position at all. I'm not interested in that. When that interview started, you have any idea you were going to walk no. off? I, I always said people have asked me about this a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though that, that I was like propelled out of the seat. Yeah. Like somebody was pushing my butt up out of the seat. I could not sit there with him another minute. Yeah. And Barbara was mad because she said we should have stayed there. But if we stayed there, we wouldn't have had the number two viral moment. Exactly. <laughs> and also after she started getting a ton of publicity, well, it's changed her tune. That goes in the book. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you won't waste that here. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, of course, Donald Trump. Now, he was on the show many times back in the day, but I think in the most. uh, Yeah. The most memorable one is probably that conversation about his daughter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If she weren't my daughter, I'd probably date her. Yes. You you tussled his hair once, too. Well, that was before. But, you know, during people say we used to like him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't like him exactly, but I didn't loathe him. Right. Uh, he was somebody who was like a New York character Mm -hmm. and um, he, he just was harmless. We used to have him on Letterman a lot, and Dave would always say he liked that he could just take a punch. That was what he was. He was kind of a big blowhard, and he could take yeah, a punch. Yeah, but he can't it. anymore. He's a big snowflake. No, now. no, And he, sure. his, his whole thing is punch back triple. Yes, definitely. Nasty man. Um, another interview. Well, this is kind of a trend. You ended up um, making out with a lot of our female guests. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Jane like, Fonda, for We instance. like to make out with women sometimes. Yeah. All right, so no regrets there either. No. All right, so Jane, the, Jane Meredith. Yeah. Uh, Whoopi, who else? Um, there's been others, I think. It's come up from time to time. Jane Fonda is the one that comes to mind for me. I know. She went, she really doubled down on it, though. All right. She got into it with me. So the, yeah, she Janie. did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Icons. So the, the answer is, uh, in your 26 years, you wouldn't do anything differently ever, basically. The, probably uh, not. Yeah, probably not. Um, you know, you referenced Nikki Haley went on SNL. Some people didn't feel good about it. H- oh. How did you feel about it? I saw a clip. Yeah. And she took it on, the fact that she didn't know about slavery and blah, 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 yeah, all yeah. that. Do you think, I mean, so you think it was a strategically good move? I think it, it's a, always a good move yeah. to go on a show and, and take the punch. That's so, what comedians do. There were some people who felt like Saturday Night Live shouldn't have put her on. Why? And because they're given, like, it, it, it kind of goes back to when they had Sarah Palin on and people were upset about that, too. Why? Right? But they did her in. The, okay, so you think that's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Katie Couric did a number on Sarah Palin, right. and so did SNL. Well, SNL did I the whole. I can see Russia from my house. Mm-hmm. So good. Put them all out there. Yeah. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, all right. Follow up question: Is there anyone that we've never had on the show that you wish you could interview? Mel Brooks. With? Oh, he's never been here. Gosh, no, I'd love to. I've meet interviewed him. him though. Yeah. On my other HLN show mm-hmm. with him and Carl Reiner. Oh, man. And I've had dinner with him, too. Wow, I'm very jealous. Well, you know, he's in his mid-90s. When is this going to happen? I've offered many times. I know. Yeah. Oh, well. We'd love to do it. I take him via satellite. I do anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. We also have a viewer text for you. This is is, everyone's reaching out through the podcast to get their questions to you. All right. Joy, if you could sit down with any former host 
Who would it be and what would you discuss? And don't say Meredith because everyone knows you're friends with Meredith yeah. and you like talking to her all the time. Barbara. Barbara, yeah. Barbara Walters. But first of all, I owe everything to Barbara because she gave me the job. And I'd like to talk to her about, you know, certain things that she regrets maybe about her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would be the only one, really. Yeah. No, I mean, be... I love I love some of them. Yeah. Sherry Shepard comes to mind. You know, I, I, I get a lot. Uh, Hasselbeck and I became, we were friends. Off the air, we were friends. Well, you know, I believe in longevity in my career. It has helped me tremendously to be here. And I, again, I thank Barbara for that. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And Bill Getty, too. And Of course. He was very, very appreciative of comedy and comedians. Yeah. As you are. Yeah. And that that's a very important thing on this show. No, the show wouldn't be here without him, obviously. Um, and yeah. And it's, uh, I'm very, I'm, I didn't know him, but I got to meet him a couple of well, times. Well, I mean, and... I remember when they hired me. Oh, this goes in the book. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tease for the book. Give me half of the story. What do you got? Half of the story is that um, somebody, uh, somebody I used to work for or with was consulted about hiring me. And he or she said, to New York, to local. Mm-hmm. And Bill Getty said, no. Yeah. Because it, when I was being an actor mm-hmm. for a while and going on auditions and everything, I would never get parts, you know, except for New York girls, which is why I went into stand up more strongly because I looked around and I said, you know what? There's a million girls who are my type <laughs> in New York City. What makes me think that I'm going to be able to make a living at this? So I got on stage and that was like where I, where, where I was a singular sensation right. and not one of Because you were crowd. funnier than everybody else. Well, I was pretty good at it. I had been practicing since I was two years old. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I used to be funny at parties. And then I think like, you know, how do I monetize this? You figured it out. I tried to, well, I didn't start to practically. I was almost 40 when I started. People should understand here I am at this age, which we now know how old everybody is. And I'm now flourishing as a playwright, as a writer. It's, I mean, you don't have to, you can start anytime you right. want. And you, get, you get a lot of joy out of that, I can tell. I, I do. But I, I wish that people would understand this. I wish that I had understood it. Because I didn't, and I didn't have anybody tell me, Joy, it doesn't matter how old you are. You're not a model, mm-hmm. you know? So you can go on and on and on, yeah. so, as long as you have all your marbles. So far, so good on that front. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. that's. I think that, you know how Whoopi gives advice a lot to people? Yeah. That's my advice to people. Yeah. Don't worry about how old you are to start something. And also, you, I said this to the, during commercial break the other day. It's like... Malcolm Gladwell wrote a whole book about how you need 10,000 hours to succeed at something. This came up on the podcast this yeah. week. That's so funny you said Did that, it? the 10,000 hours thing. Yeah. Well, that's a very important thing for us to know. I mean, people knew it, but he put it in a book. Right. And so that means that when you try to learn the guitar, you're not going to play the first day. When you try to paint, you're not going to be Van Gogh or a Rembrandt. So you've got to give time to it. So one regret I have about writing, which I've always been a writer, even high school, but I, I regret that I didn't do more of that when I was younger so that I would have, because I really am starting to learn how to do it now. That's great. That's I'm great. like Grandma Moses. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Joy. I didn't discover podcasting until just recently. At oh, really? 47, oh, so you and you a million other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, this this podcast, we're coming up on our 100th episode this week. Can you believe that? We've done yeah. 100 of these How things. How are you doing? Uh, I, I'm, the show's doing really well. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And I haven't run out of things to talk to you guys about yet. So how about that? <laughs> All right. Thank you for chatting with me today, Joy. The number to call or text us with questions is right here in the episode description. I'll be back tomorrow with Sarah. And then for our 100th episode, Whoopi Goldberg joins us. Have a great day, everybody. People who disappear without a trace. Where is she? 
The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen.